praise the Lord. <laughs> the further could have came further. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. How everyone's doing? Good? Amen. Amen. I would expect it to be a, a louder uh, blessed. <laughs> God is good. God is always um, just willing and able to meet us where we are and when we need him. Hallelujah. And that is why that for 35 years now, I serve him and him alone. The ups and the downs, you know, we have our moments in our lives, but he is too good to run too far. Amen? He always just, you know, he grabs on to us and he doesn't let us go. And thank God that he doesn't. Amen? Amen. Well, to be honest, um, Elder Ross could have preached my sermon. <laughs> yes, but that's how good God is. Amen? He confirms, and when he wants to speak to us, you, you know, if you, you listen carefully, there's a little trail that he leaves, you know, with little, like, specks of what's coming, what's coming. And that blesses me because then you know that the Holy Spirit is in the house and he is speaking to our lives. Amen? And Elder was saying how God has been talking about, um, talking to us about faith. And guess what? We're going to talk about faith. <laughs> Some more. <laughs> um, and he actually recited um, a verse that was the, verse, the first verse God gave me um, when I started um, reviewing for the, um, for the message. And I was just like, Lord, you are awesome. And I don't know if some of you noticed, but Tony's looked at, Tony looked at me, and he started laughing. <laughs> and I started laughing with him. I said, we're on the same page. I know God is good. Amen. So faith. Hebrews 11, 6. We're going to go through some verses so you can stay seated. Amen. And I just pray that the Lord is going to speak um, his word into our lives today in Jesus' name. And it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who dil diligently seek him. He rewards those who diligently seek him. So today, we're going to talk about a man that diligently sought after God. When he, whenever he was being tested, he activated, he always activated his faith and trusted that God was going to make a way. Amen? Now, how many of you have ever felt like you were being tested in life? Ah, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to answer this one, but... Just in the back of your mind, you can answer yourselves, how many of you feel like you're test being tested right now? Yeah. Important thing is, how are we responding? And I know that Elder touched on that a little bit last week. And the Lord reminded me of that. And I said, but Lord, if that's what you give me, we're going to touch on it again. Amen? All of us are tested at one time or another. But how, are we, but how we respond during that test or the struggles or even the circumstances that we might be going through determines whether we receive from the Lord the blessing he has intended for our lives. Amen? And I might read a little because I, I still haven't gotten to where elder and pastor are, where they kind of preach from, you know, off the cuff and, um, and their sermons stay up here. Amen? So I apologize if, if you see me uh, reading a little bit. But I want you to get the word of the Lord. Amen? How he gave it to me. Hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. 
if during the test we decide that we're just going to give it up and just throw the towel in, like we say, right? That's the saying. We're just going to give up. We're going to throw the towel in. I'm done, Lord. I just can't fight no more. I can't do it anymore. I cannot cry out anymore. All my tears are done. What's going to happen? What's going to be your end result? You're going to miss out on the blessing that the, that the Lord had coming your way. Hmm? So how do we respond? Abraham is the man that we're going to read and talk about today. We're going to look in Genesis 22, and we're going to read through verses 1 through 19, little by little. Amen? And I'm going to read verse 1 to begin. It says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham, and he said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Who replied, here I am? Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. And God called out to Abraham. And what was his response again? His response was, here I am. There are times that God calls upon us or calls out to us. And what is our response? Honestly, what is our response sometimes? Not now. <laughs> yes, not now. Sometimes we're so busy doing whatever it is that we're taking care of that we tell him, Lord, later I'll, I'll, I'm going to get together with you. But let me just finish doing this, what I'm doing right now. And then I'll come and um, talk to you. And then what happens? Sometimes we forget. And I am guilty of doing it. But then I realized, Lord, I have missed an awesome opportunity for you to meet with me and for me to meet with you and allowed you to talk with me or do whatever it was that he needed me to do. Or maybe he wanted to talk to you to reach out to someone else. And now because of your or our lack of, you know, responding to God's call, someone else has now also not received from the Lord what they needed to hear. Hallelujah. But Abraham said, here I am. By the time, I already went through that. Ooh, I'm getting pretty good. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. It is important for us to answer right away when he calls because just as um, taking Abraham's example, he obeyed and his first response was to do what God told him to do. And what was that God told him to do? Well, let's keep on reading. It said, the Lord said, then God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Amen. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son, Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. In the second verse, the Lord told him, right, to take, his, to take Isaac up to the mountain. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, imagine what Abraham must have been feeling when the Lord was giving him these instructions. Lord, you know, thinking as a human person, right, because he was human, he must have said, Lord, you're asking me to take my son and sacrifice him? After you, after you gave, him to him, uh, gave him to me? I mean, you promised me him. This is my promised son. 
and this is what you're requiring me to do? He must have been hurt and maybe even in pain, but he still obeyed, and he went off to do what God required of him. Amen? As humans, it's natural. It's natural that we go through these feelings. Amen? When we're going through the storm, it's natural to hurt. It's natural to even have uncertainties. Yes, I said uncertainties. Amen? And what is uncertainty? To sometimes have hesitation or to doubt. Now you're thinking, hmm? She said doubt. But the Bible talks about not doubting. But can anyone here tell me that they've never honestly doubted at some point or another? Yeah? Yeah. So have I. Even, you know, Christians um, who have served the Lord for many years have that moment of doubt because we're human. Amen? And this flesh lives here with our spirit man. Amen? And the flesh is the one that tends to then go into the doubt place. Amen? Go into that uncertainty area. But we know it's up to the spirit man to then, and I like that um, um, Elder also said another part of my, <laughs> my sermon. I said, I'm going to be blunt. I'm going to say, you got to tell that spirit man to shut up. Callate. Callate. Right? Because who is greater than, um, than your flesh or, to, or than the circumstance? God is greater. He that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen? So whenever you feel that doubt coming up, you tell your flesh, shut up and let the spirit man rise up. And take on his authority and trust in God. Amen? And I know that's what Abraham did. Amen? But what did Isaac do? Let's see what Isaac did. Abraham uh, took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father? And and, um, Abraham replied, Yes, my son, the fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaac, as an immature young person that he was, who yet hadn't really experienced the power and the, and the mighty God that he served and that his father had been serving for so many years, responded as an immature person. Amen? But when we know God the way Abraham knew God, we need to respond as a person who can trust and know that God has taken us out from the areas where we were lost, from the, air, from the, you know, the dark places where no one could you know, reach out to us. God was able to reach out his mighty, powerful hand, pull us out of those places, amen, and bring us to his arms and into his bosoms, amen? That's the God we trust, hallelujah. And Abraham knew that another response he had to give to the Lord was worship. That even though he was going through that circumstance at that moment and he was about to, you know, sacrifice his son, he knew that worship was a big part of it. Because why? Worship is the place where God meets us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Abraham knew, and I'm going to read a little bit of how I wrote it. Abraham knew that his worship to God would lead to God meeting with him. Worship is being found by God or being met by him. So how do we invite God to meet with us? How do we invite him to meet with us? Through our praise through our praise. God met with us today through our praise. Hallelujah. Right? Through, that's how he met with us. The goal of praise is to create an atmosphere. See, that's what we were doing today for the presence of God. This is why Abraham, Moses, David were such close friends with God. They made room for him in their life. 
through the tests, through the storms, through the hard times, they knew to praise God and know he would show up. Amen? What else is praise? Praise is something we initiate. And worship is God's response to our praise. Praise is something we do, and worship is something God releases. As we honor God for He it, for who he is and for what he has done in our lives, we make room for him to work in our lives each and every day. To praise God is to first commend him. This means to just trust that he cares for us and that he, we would recommend him even to others and let others know that he is um, an almighty God, a loving God. Hallelujah. Secondly, we express our approval of who he is by simply reciting the wonder of who he is and thanking him for his grace and mercy. That is praise. That all is all praise. Lastly, we glorify him by giving him the honor and the admiration that he alone deserves. When we take him, when we take time to praise God and seek him, first, even in the midst of the test, God will show up and he will provide. Amen? The word of the Lord says, but first seek the kingdom of God, this is in Matthew 6, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added on to you. So all we have to do is just seek God. How easy is that? We make, sometimes we make things so difficult. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, but it is so easy as to just love God and allow God to love us. Hallelujah. And Abraham, he knew this because he had praised God through many storms before. And he had learned how to trust in God in the midst of all of them. And how much did Abraham trust God? Well, we just read in verse 5, especially that last line. I love that last line. It says, I'm going to read from the top. It says, he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey. You stay here. While I and the boy go over there, we will worship and then we will come back to you. So he left his servant behind. He's going with his son who he's supposed to what? Sacrifice. And yet what did he say? We are coming back. Yes, that is faith. That was Abraham activating his faith and knowing that God was going to make a way. Amen? That all he had to do was obey the word of God, place worship, bring God to him, to meet with him where he was at in the need that he was having at that moment, and he knew God was going to provide. That's faith. That's the kind of trust God is looking for us to have in him. Not to us to fear or to fright or to worry. He's told us in his word, there's no reason to worry. Amen? Because he's taken care of all of it. He even told us, yes, you're going to have worries and cares and concern in this world. But I have overcome them all. He overcome them all. And if he did it, we can do it. Why can we do it? Yes, because he resides in us. He resides in us. So we have the same authority and the same power to, to declare victory every day of our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. Believe it or not, the test we go through in life helps increase our faith in God and our dependency in him. In him. If we didn't have to go through troubles and cares or worries or any of these things, if we weren't tested in life, would we need God? No. No. Why would we need God? 
we'd be okay. We'd be living it up all the time, <laughs> partying all our lives. But, and we do. We party and we live it up in Christ. Why? Because it doesn't matter what we're going through. He has us walking on clouds, trusting in him. Hallelujah. I know that trust can be one of the hardest things for a person to do, especially when that trust has been violated by people over and over again. But we must remember that God does not operate like people do. And he's the lover of our souls. Amen. People can waver in their promises, but God never breaks his promises. N Numbers 23, 19, it says, that was Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie nor son of man, that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Is there anything that God has promised that he's not given us? I can't remember of anything. Because he is faithful in all his ways. Hallelujah. I don't know what some of you may be going through. Or what kind of test of faith God has allowed you to endure. But today God wants you to know that he is your provider. Your sustainer. Your refuge of strength. And you have never lacked what you need to gain his blessings. And the victory that is already yours. That already belongs to you. The devil is a liar. We are not defeated. That was the word I was looking for before. We are not defeated. We are not a defeated people. We are a victorious people. Amen? A righteous people called to let them out there know that they are victorious as well. Hallelujah. In the midst of the storm, we must remind ourselves that many times God has delivered us from all our sufferings and our torments, and has given us a great and awesome inheritance. Many of you maybe had had times where your refrigerators were empty, where your finances were lacking, where your children didn't have clothes to, to wear, and yet a knock came at the door, or a, you know, a pat on the shoulder, handed something to you, brought some groceries over, gave you a bag of clothes, and the Lord provided. Isn't that awesome? God provides for his people in such a mighty way, and I can testify to that. I have been a homemaker for five years now, and you would think, or maybe some people have thought, that my husband makes good money. <laughs> five years, two kids, rent to pay, bills to pay, and I've managed to stay home. That was the desire of my heart. When I was pregnant with Anthony, I said, Lord, I missed out a lot with Yazzie. I don't want to miss again. I want to be home. And I need you to bless our finances so that I can do that. Amen? And he did. He did just that. We have not missed a payment. Amen? And whenever we needed, God provided. Whenever we needed, you know, money for a certain bill, God just said, here, there it is. We would touch someone and they would bless us. I have not bought Anthony <laughs> a pair of jeans or a player slacks um, for school, 
I want to stay almost his entire life. And if I have, it's because I wanted him to have like something you know, new that I purchased in the store. But a lot of his clothes have been name brand clothes because God provides like that. Like he's awesome. Hallelujah. I mean, he's provided for my children and for my household in such an awesome way that I have to be grateful. This is why when I come up here and I worship God, I worship him exuberantly because he's just too good. He's too good for us to just stay quiet, sitting down, not moving or not worshiping. I mean, he's just so awesome. Yeah, (laughs) he is. Hallelujah. And then recently, I had to trust God in a different area in my life. Amen. Usually... I don't tend to be bold. I don't tend to be courageous. I don't like to, you know, speak out. And don't even ask me to ask people for money. I was just not doing that. I'm not. (laughs) And I was fighting within myself. I was like, Lord, how can I preach on obedience when I haven't even obeyed pastor's commandment to us to go out and ask friends and family to help, you know, because this is our building, right? We own it. And when we own something, we're going to do all we can to keep whatever it is that we want to own. Amen? So I said, okay, I'm going to have to do this thing, put myself out there, and just do it, and just rely that God is going to, um, to do his will. Amen? So OMG, I did. <laughs> I started texting, and I started emailing people, and I even called some people, and God is good. Because one cousin that I thought, she's not even a Christian. She doesn't even probably understand the concept of, you know, really wanting to own your own building in, or a church building, you know. And she, out of all the people that I contacted or family and friends, she was the first one to answer back. And I was so blessed. I, I, I mean, I, I, I literally smiled. Like, I saw the text and I was just like, oh, my God. And I texted her back. I said, thank you so much. She was just like, it's fine. When do I, you know, when can I see you? When, how much do you need? And when, you know, when can I give it to you? And um, I said, well, she told me about the weekend. I said, my weekend is full, but I will let you know during the week when we can meet up. And then I had another cousin who said, I can't give you money because I'm planning a wedding. We know what that is like, right? That's money, right? But she said, but I can offer my services. I know you have beautiful women in your church. I love doing hair. If they want me to do their hair for a special occasion or just for, you know, whatever, and they want to bless, We'll give it to the church. I'll give it to the church. I'll donate whatever they give me. Amen. And I was touched and blessed. And I said, God, thank you that you never leave us um, embarrassed or in vergüenza. Is that embarrassed also? Yes. Never leave us embarrassed, right? He always, we step out and he steps up. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> that just came. Hallelujah. We step out and he steps up. Hallelujah. So he is faithful. And when we are faithful to him and trusting him, Man, we are unlimited. God is unlimited, so we are unlimited. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's see what we have left. To conclude, all right, let's read verse uh, 16. Amen. Let me go. Why do I not see 16? (laughs) All right, I'm going to start from 15 because I can't see 16 on my... Bible. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time. Oh, there it is. And said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, you will surely, well, I, says the Lord, will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky 
and as the sands on the seashore. Your descendants, your descendants, that means your generation coming after you, will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Because you have obeyed me. He blessed him so much because he obeyed God. That is what he did. Abraham obeyed the command of the Lord and allowed God to take him through the process of the test. And because of it, he received the blessing God had already in store for him. And not just for him. That's how God great is. I mean, how good God is that it's not just for you, but it's for your generation and for your children's children's and children's children. And it just keeps going and going. God is that awesome. My grandmother was not, a, um, was not um, Christian, but she met this um, gentleman. And this gentleman just, you know, like instantly fell in love with her, um, as, the, as the story goes. Amen. But he was Christian. His family came from a, a you know, strong Christian background. And he knew. He was like, I cannot bring this woman to my family unless she receives Christ. And he would ask her, you know, come to church. You know, come to know the Lord. You know, the Lord loves you. You know how it goes. And finally, she said yes. And she made it there. And boy, was the Lord waiting for her. She says she used to like these, like wearing these like really big, you know, buns. She said, God destroyed that bun. <laughs> it came down real quick, amen? But God, through her salvation, through God saving her life, amen, I'm a product of that, amen? And unfortunately, my grandfather is the one that now doesn't serve the Lord. But my grandmother, all these years, has stayed firm. And because of that, my mom came. And because of my mom, I came. And after me, my sisters came. Amen. And we are all serving the Lord. And I praise God for that because it was because of that beautiful woman. Amen. Who prayed and who just, you know, I mean, pushed through. She pushed through and she pushed her family through. Amen. And the most recent, I have to say this, I'm getting excited. (laughs) The most recent I have to um, um, talk about is my uncle. We've been waiting for him. We've been waiting for him. Amen. God is good. God is good. I don't want to get too emotional because I want to finish. But we've been waiting for him for so long, for the Lord to just draw him in. Amen. Because I know God's hands have been open, just waiting, waiting. He was waiting so long for you. Hallelujah. But you know he rejoiced the day you said, yes, I accept the Christ Jesus. And that was maybe like a month ago. Amen. And if you guys don't know, it's that beautiful, handsome man sitting back there with his wife. They have been attending. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. They have been attending CCF now for a few weeks as well. And I know that God has great and mighty things for both of them together. Amen. She, um, she has always, you know, well, um, she's had her walk with God, and she knows God, and she has always had a ministry, but I know that God has now blessed my uncle, putting her by his side, and together the God is, God is going to do mighty things, amen? But what did my grandmother do? She obeyed God's word, trusted God, knowing that through prayer, she was going to see her children in the, in the hands of the Lord, Amen? And I was still praying one of my aunts through. But she knows God. And she has experienced him. And I trust in God that she's coming back. Amen. 
Hallelujah. We worship you. And if God and, and for all of you, um, when you pray, her name is Marilyn. We love we cariñosamente. Um enduringly we call her um Maggie. Amen. But um help me pray her through. Hallelujah. Because she also she has a beautiful talent. She sings. And um some of you know my cousin Zania. Well, I'm talking about her mom, amen. But um God is good. God is good. He extends his promises to our children and our children's children. Amen. Hallelujah. Abraham obeyed the commandment of the Lord. And the Bible doesn't say that Abraham complained to God about the test and what he was about to go through or that he fought against the process. So many of us have been fighting the process. And I talk about myself. <laughs> I can talk about myself. I've been fighting the process. Amen. But this year, um, I don't even know when it happened. All I know is that I was just like, Lord, it's, you know, I don't know. I think the Lord, well, the Lord encouraged me not, to, you know, a few, day, a few Sundays ago. But I said, you know what? It's time to just do what you have called me to do. I just, I have to submit, you know, we have to get to a point or a time in our life when we say, Lord, I'm submitting, submitting completely to you. And whatever it is that you have for me to do for you, I am going to do. Amen. Hallelujah. And sometimes I know that we're maybe afraid of coming out of our shelves because that's, that, that's me too. But I've given myself, I'm giving myself permission to come out of my shell, to just be me. Whoever likes me. Great, I'll dance with them. And if you don't, well, I guess I'm dancing by myself. But, you know, no, seriously, because sometimes we restrain so much because we're afraid of what people are going to think or do or say. And that has been me, you know. But God made me who I am, and I have to accept me for who I am and for who he made me to be, and now just walk in it. Amen? Just walk in it. Let's just do it. Hallelujah, because he's faithful. Hallelujah. But Abraham... On the contrary, he obeyed God, like we said, and he got himself to a place of worship and trusted him through it, through the entire thing. Amen? Like Abraham, sometimes God will ask us to sacrifice something that is holding us back from our full potential in the Lord. Amen? I had to sacrifice the thought, the, those negative thoughts about, you know, how are people going to see me or receive me, whatever. I had to put those under my feet and just say, I'm just going to walk with God and allow me to take, you know, allow God to take me where he's going to take me. And, you know, whoever's coming is coming. And we'll work with whoever's coming. Amen? And that's what we have to do. We have to sometimes sacrifice, let things go that keep us from being who God has created us to be. Amen? Not allow the enemy to keep us from God's potential, from God using us in such a way that we're going to touch and impact lives. Amen? We got to believe in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will ask us to sacrifice something that's holding us. And, because, and why? From, because it, oh, let me read that because it's not going to make sense. God will ask us to sacrifice something that is holding us back from our full potential, from receiving the blessing God has for us, from moving forward into a new stanza in our lives with God. Amen? God wants to keep us moving forward, and he wants to keep increasing us. Amen? But we got to allow and trust God in the process. So to conclude, are you obeying God when he calls you? You don't need to answer that. That's for you. Amen. 
Are you getting yourself into a place of worship in the midst of the test in order to allow your spirit man to rise up and not the flesh? Or is there something you need to sacrifice before God's altar so that he may be free to have total control of your life and begin to pour upon you all, all, all he has for you.